This is In Focus on WSIU. I'm Jeff Williams. Have you ever heard of peripheral artery disease? Chances are you haven't, even though it is the leading cause of amputations and impacts more than 12 million Americans each year. It also disproportionately affects black and brown populations. PAD is the focus of a new patient education campaign. I recently talked with Dr. Anitha Duwa, a vascular surgeon at Massachusetts General Hospital and Harvard Medical School. So to start out with, PAD is peripheral artery disease. Peripheral just means your arms and legs. Artery is the artery itself, and then disease of the artery. What's happening in peripheral artery disease is that damage to the inner lining of the blood vessel is causing blockages in multiple areas. So blood, once it's pumped out of the heart, cannot make its way all the way down to the feet. And what ends up happening is when you don't have enough blood flow, it's kind of like water is to plants. If you don't have enough blood flow, tissue is going to start dying. And so slowly it starts to die and move up the leg. And unfortunately, a number of these patients make it in too late and unfortunately have to go on to get amputated. How does this get to be to the point where the extreme uh, happens there? Are, 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 do we get these symptoms confused with other things? Do we? Is it just apathy? Oh, well, I'll figure that out later. Or whenever I go see the doctor, I'll, I'll tell them about it. And then what? <laughs> why aren't we doing better with, with, with understanding this? That's a fabulous question. And there's actually an unfortunate answer to it. <laughs> so TDD is basically just a manifestation of vascular disease in your legs. But the exact same disease process, manifesting in your heart causes a heart attack, and manifesting in your neck causes a stroke. The difference is that when you have a heart attack or a stroke, everybody knows what it is. People are calling 911, and you are dramatically rushed to the hospital because something needs to get done right now. The thing with PAD is, Somebody may wake up and notice a little wound on their foot and think, ah, you know, my grandkid was over yesterday and I've stubbed my toe. That's probably what it is. A couple months pass, the wound's not healing. Now they get an infection. Now it starts to fester. And suddenly they show up in the emergency department at 2 o'clock in the morning, but it might be too late. So the problem with PAD is that the presentation of the disease is not as dramatic as the other vascular diseases that are out there. So it's really important to have some idea of what the signs and symptoms are so that you can catch it before you end up in the ER at 2 o'clock in the morning with no other option. <laughs> sure. Well, you, you mentioned the example of, of a wound that festers over time. What are, what are, some of the, what are the signs of, of PAD? So PAD has a wide array of signs. You can have pain in your calves when you walk that goes away when you stop walking, or you can have absolutely no pain at all because the three major risk factors for PAD are diabetes, high blood pressure, and smoking. And unfortunately, when you have diabetes, you can sometimes get something called neuropathy where the nerves of your feet just don't work anymore. So you quite literally could step on a piece of glass and not even realize that you have a wound because you don't feel pain. So Sometimes in these patients, a wound that's not healing or sometimes pain in the foot that's persistent, even if you're just lying in bed, you're not doing anything, but my foot still hurts, swelling and discoloration of the feet can all be signs that you don't have enough blood flow. So the most important thing to do is to head in to see your primary care doctor, to let them do a pulse check of those feet, take a good look at them. And sometimes do a, a special test where we put a blood pressure cuff on each one of your toes to get a sense of how much blood is getting down there. Is this a normal thing that most physicians will, will check for during a, a routine, regular examination? All physicians 
physicians in your primary care office should be checking for pulses in your primary care exam. But it is important, especially if you have those risk factors, the diabetes, the high blood pressure, or you do smoke or have ever smoked, for you to say to your doctor, hey, how's my circulation? Just that one statement triggers the thought process of PAD, because if the doctor does identify that there's maybe a problem, they will send you over to a vascular specialist, a vascular surgeon, an interventional cardiologist, or an interventional radiologist who can then sort of take it from there and do some of these other tests that are all non-invasive, no needles, nothing, easy peasy to figure out whether or not you have a circulation issue that needs to be dealt with. Yeah. So is the reason why this is is up to twice as prevalent in African-Americans is, is because of the, the uh, prevalence of the other related issues that you talked about, the high blood pressure and the diabetes? Yes, actually, that is a major issue. Um, the, the reason that there's such a high prevalence is primarily because some of the risk factors are more prevalent in that group, and some of the medications that are given to that group are not sometimes given as quickly as other groups. So unfortunately, by the time the presentation occurs, um, people um, are, are too far gone. But the other major part of it, and that's uh, the reason that we're doing this kind of uh, discussion today, is a patient awareness. If you, you don't know something exists, you can't fear it and you can't plan for it. And so getting out there and learning about PAD and understanding that it's just as bad as anything else. You know, we say that that when you have a stroke, every moment that passes, more of your brain tissue dies. It's the same thing with PAD. Every mm. moment that passes, more of the tissue of your foot is dying to the point where we might not be able to bring it back. So mm. having awareness of the disease is really the ticket. Mm -hmm. you, you, you kind of mentioned and touched on, on several of the of the signs and symptoms and things that, that we should be aware of. But specifically, when, we go, when we're going to the doctor's office, I know a lot of people, <laughs> it's not always the most favorite thing to do to go in and have, even if it's even if it's just an annual checkup, what are the are the types of questions that they should ask if they even remotely think that they may may have some of the signs or symptoms of of, of PAD? I think you know what what a great thing to, to say would be, hey, I, I heard this wonderful program that was talking about a disease called PAD, and I want to check my circulation, especially if you have any of those risk factors or if you have any signs and symptoms that are concerning to you about your leg. Um, we want to make it very clear it's not on the patient to have to figure this out. Even if it turns out it's nothing, the doctor says to you, oh, no, that's just a little bit of skin discoloration. That's fine. At least they checked. Because if you miss it, then you can't go back once you show up in that ER in the middle of the night. Sure. So if the, if the common risk factors are related to um, to very known things such as diabetes and high blood pressure, then are the preventative measures similar for PAD as they would be for someone that has diabetes or high blood pressure? Exactly. Spot on correct. In fact, interestingly, the preventative measures, which would be controlling your blood sugar, decreasing your blood pressure, and ideally stopping smoking completely, are exactly the same things that you do to reduce your risk of stroke and heart attack because it is the same disease, just in a different bed. And so to begin with, it's very important to control these risk factors. And beautifully, this can be done with medications that exist to this day easily provided by your primary care provider. So the story may just stop there. If they get your blood sugar under control a little bit better, we may be able to get you walking more and your PAD type symptoms may go away. But the most important thing is to ensure that if you know these other factors are not necessarily perfectly controlled or if you've shown up already a little bit later with a wound that's not healing, that you get to a provider who can get you more blood flow either surgically or with a procedure. A provider like a vascular surgeon, interventional cardiologist or interventional radiologist and your primary care doctor will filter you to the right person for that. 
Oh, right, terrific. So the, the awareness campaign is, is Get a Pulse on, on, on PAD. So for folks that want to learn more, Doctor, is there a place that they can go that they can get more information? Absolutely. So we have a website, www.padpulse.org, and that has all the information about the disease on it, what the risk factors are, and how to talk to your doctor about it. It also um, has all of the different organizations, the Vascular Surgery Organization, Society for Vascular Surgery. We have the Organization for Cardiology and the Organization for Interventional Radiology. You could click on any of those and be taken to their website to learn more about the disease. Terrific. So is there... Is this an equal opportunity offender thing, or is this something that we see that sets that can set on uh, later in life, or can or can happen at, at any particular time in in a in a in a patient's life? So most commonly, this occurs in patients above the age of sixty. However, one in twenty adults over the age of fifty have PAD. And really, it has a lot to do with your lifestyle and risk factors. For example, if a patient has type one diabetes, and type one diabetes you're sort of born with. Technically, by the time they're 40 years old, they've had 40 years of diabetes. And so their arteries are very different than a 40-year-old who doesn't have type 1 diabetes and may get type 2 diabetes, which is the standard, uh, the, the common type that we hear about later on in life. So the long and short of it is that if you have any question at all about circulation, you should really talk to your primary care doctor to let them tease out whether or not you might have this disease. Us doctors are sick of sitting in these fancy hospitals with all these fancy things that we can do to help you, but there's a, a divide between us because our patients don't know much about the disease, and so by the time they get to us, it's too late. And we want to stop that, which is why we're here doing this. So please come talk to your doctor. Don't be intimidated, and let us take care of you because that's what we love to do the most. That's vascular surgeon Dr. Anitha Duwa. More information about peripheral artery disease is available online at padpulse.org. I'm Jeff Williams.